0: Got in a kayak first time, fell out of it, right? Like it could happen to anyone. It happened to me and it made me feel more secure because it's like, see, there I go again. I don't need to try anything new because I'll mess up. And I don't want to do anything that makes me look weak or makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to do those things because I don't want people to, you know, and that's the other thing too. It's like, people don't whisper about you like you think, you know, you imagine that like people don't go home and say, man, he really wasn't good at kayaking. Maybe they laughed and say he fell out, but nobody, you think anybody's thinking about that today? Like anybody who was there today is, is thinking about that. Like, do they care? Maybe if you asked them, they might laugh, but it's just like you, you're, the, you're your own worst critic. And I think that's what i I've to level with myself, which is like, you've gotta stop seeing yourself so so poorly you're not some scrub
1: welcome to leave the pile higher a podcast where you will hear how regular individuals just like you and me are leaving the pile higher and creating legacies that will benefit future generations our goal is to inspire you to embrace your journey and take action to grow your legacy let's build Hey, everyone, welcome once again to Leave the Pile Higher. I'm your host, Brian Savage. I'm honored to have a special guest with me, and this brother has just been a blessing to me. He's a serial content creator, a crypto enthusiast, and an author, my friend, Frank Turner. Welcome to Leave the Pile Higher.
0: Man, thank you, thank you. I am so excited to, um, to be on the show today. And as we were talking before, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful that, first of all, I'm grateful that you have a podcast that I can be on that I don't have to edit straight up because <laughs> the thing about being a serial content creator is you end up being the person holding the bag. And, and what I mean by that is like, Hey, let's get together. Let's do a podcast. And it's just like, okay, but who's going to do all It's going to edit. And this ends up being me. So this is really good to get on here and just be able to just talk and not worry about, man, how's this going to come together? It's going to come together because you know, you're going to do it. So that, that makes me excited. It gives me energy. I would just say before I say anything by myself, I just want to, you know, thank God, for, you know, bringing us together as men, as friends, the journey to even do something like this, I can't even take for granted because it would seem like, yeah, we're doing this. And this, you know, we're doing this podcast, but this is, this is really what I, you know, we talked about before even the call or doing this is like, this is almost a test testimony or a testament to who we are. And almost even a snapshot in time that, you know, we can look at or even have archived for people, you know, while your show is called Leave the Power Hire, which I'm I'm assuming has to do with a legacy part of that this is part of that too the part of the audio history right of what we doing where we are and so just to be a part of that and have my name be in, in that record is really good thing. So about myself I am I guess more than anything I love I love I love God. There's just a lot that he's done in my life that I know that without him I would just be like not as not as good as where I've been like for example I'll tell a story in reverse, right? I'm a software engineer. I've been doing it uh, for over 20 years. And there's been times where I just, I, I'll be honest, I was in jobs and I maybe didn't know what I was doing or, or wasn't given a full effort as, I, as much as I could have. And I'll tell you what, that God has stood before me and my reputation has always been amazing god's grace has been over me my whole career just you know in that and then even in that just branching out and doing the things that i've been able to do outside of my job you know the content creation and the consistency that he's given me is it is exciting to me and i because i know where that energy comes from because i used to think it came from from me like i think the idea to like be able to do a bunch of stuff sometimes as men we say oh i got it, ryan i'm gonna do it i got this idea i got to hustle and you're doing all this stuff and when you look back and realize how did you make it and you, and you realize that, that God was sustaining you and he was carrying you through it, even though he and he and he was OK with allowing you to think that you were driving the ship because he's eventually going to get control of it. Right. And that's where I am in my life right now. Everything I've done, everything I have thought I was doing, he's got full control of it. All of the things I've created and done, you know, over the last few years the things that aren't good, or I haven't really been his thing that I've, I've dropped them. Right. And then everything else that he has given me has multiplied. And, and, and that's, and that's the other thing that's so interesting about for, for entrepreneurs is a lot of times when you're in God, you're like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I have this entrepreneurial spirit. I got an idea. I think God's with me. I'm just going to do this. And then you're like, oh, it's not working. Nobody wants to help me out. No, you know, nobody understands the vision. It's just like, you had the idea, you had the vision, you got it from God, but we're supposed to do it by yourself. We're supposed to do it at the time. Like there's so many factors that go into being successful in different things. And so we think about leaving the pile higher and and, and just the idea behind that. It's just like you've got to manage your time to be able to even do that. you got to be in the right season to be able to even do that. Because keeping it real, lives in the black community, we always hustle until we die because we never – found a way to build something that we could be like, okay, we're good. Maybe I didn't make a hundred million dollars. Maybe I didn't make the Forbes billionaire list, but I did have an income and an inheritance to pass on to my children. And, and I'm happy with that. And I'm not da- leaving them just saying, hey, i I'm just introduced you to the Lord. That's cool. But what did James say? If you tell your brother when he's cold, you say, go and be warm, but you don't do anything. It's like. We, we have to also take that seriously, right? You, you tell your kids, hey, I want you to do this and that. It's like, well, you have to leave something for them, not just material. But so as I worked through my life and just think about thinking about being at University of Miami, you know, where I went to college, studying computer science and not even sure if I wanted to even do this career. And it's just like, ah, you know, I'll do it because my dad was like, yeah, you should do computer science. And, you know, half-assed my way through that. I don't know how i made it honestly like i mean i just i just had a lot of grace because i wasn't focused i, th- I think where i am now in my life is just so much more focused than what i was and, and I, I think that too many times when you have a little bit of ability you will find a way to coast without giving god all that you have and i'm just getting to the point one life where i'm like you know what god i'm gonna give it all i have i'm gonna do everything that you want me to do as best i can the difference with me now and 10 years ago, and 20 years ago it's not really that I've gotten smarter. It's just that I've gotten more focused on what God wants me to do and saying, I'm going to just do that. I'm not going to jump after everything. I'm not going to, somebody's not going to call me and say, Hey, I got this business. You know, it's like, no, I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm not saying that you don't have a good idea, but what I'm saying is I got to speak with God first. And if I'm not feeling anything about, I'm not, you know, I can't go, I'm not going to do it. You know, yeah, you invited me to your, you know, men's conference and that's cool. I'm not supposed to be away from my family this weekend, so I can't do that. I can't just do things just to check a box. And I think I used to be in that mindset of if I just do enough stuff and check enough boxes, eventually it will come out the way I want, or I'll have the success I want, or I'll build whatever it is that I'm looking for. And re- not realizing that God's presence is really what I'm looking for, and whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm in His presence, it will be a good thing. And that's the hard thing to, to level with because you have to wrestle with visibility versus significance. So often. You equate the two and say, "Oh, they're the same thing." If people know me, then if I'm if I'm visible and people know me, then it's significant. But that's that's not true. I mean, some of the most insignificant people are the most visible people you see right now. And I'm not going to hear name any names because I'm not I don't want to get into the thing of bashing anything and bashing pop culture. But what I'm saying is the level of influence does not equal a level of significance. And I think sometimes I struggle with that because I'm like I go on YouTube and I see somebody. Talking about something, I'm like, I mean, they got a million followers. They don't know nothing. And it's like, but are you are you living for the adulation of man? You're, you you got to get your math right. We're, we're we're tap dancing and doing all these things just to get people to notice us. I'm not living like that. Like I still am struggling with the idea of wanting this the adulation that comes from men, that comes from people seeing you saying, "Oh man, you all right." You'll be this. I mean, I I don't want to come out here and lie. I don't want this to be a we talk about to be a testimony and, and a legacy. I don't want this to be a lie. So it's like where I am right now, I still, it's not what I live for. I know, I know I'm focused on it, but it's still it's still in the back of my mind, it's still something that could deter me. And that's and that might be why I'm getting to where God wants me to be, but he's still filtering that out. But you can't fall on your face. He's like, when I put you on the field, okay? I know you play. I know you play ball, right? When Cole puts you on the field, he doesn't expect you to be like, okay, well, what's the formation they're in? You got a couple of seconds to get on the field, get in position, do what you want to do. And I think it's the same thing when God puts you in position. God will keep you on the practice squad for as long as it takes until He can trust you in the game, because the game is is now. It's happening. People are dying, and you're worried about whether that people like what you're writing and saying. But I still think like this.
1: Men's fellowship been going for seven years. This is the seventh year. What's the beginning? How did how did it start?
0: November, November 9th, or November 8th, 2016 is when it actually started. I go back to November 8th, 2016. So my 35th birthday is, I'm born on November 9th. So November 8th, 2016, the election night. My birthday's always around election. And I was in a different place. You know, I was very full of myself, you know, and I might even say I'm not full of myself now, but I just at least I know that. Right. At least I know. I think the difference is like it's, it's, it's OK to know who you are. It's the worst thing is when people might not know who they are. I think I think my my self-awareness has just gotten so much better. And that's the spiritual thing. Being recognized in that is just important. So, I mean, like, but even then I wasn't recognizing that. I just thought, OK, I'm smart. I know the Bible. I can lead, you know, these guys. I'll just tell them about, you know, whatever. Had no idea. Had no intention of getting transparent, doing any things that we do, you know, in our group. Now, I just kind of was trying to do something. I didn't know what I was trying to get to the next thing. I was trying to do something to get to the next thing to say, hey, I led men. I did this. Now what? You know, I did this. I checked the box. So I thought I was doing that like that. So then probably whenever the semester started, I remember having it at the Dunkin' Donuts. One or two people were showing up. Like, so the whole, that whole like six or eight week semester, people showed up. Always at least one person showed up, but, but never more than like two or three. For me, I was just like, came and talked about the Lord, but I hadn't put in anything to do that. I just assumed because I had the ability that I, it would happen and it would just come together. I didn't have to do anything. And I, I almost quit. I almost, I was not out the door. And, and here's how crazy it was. This, this is the, this is probably the best part of this is, um, probably April 2017, you know, I got, I had, I gotten my list together and I said, Hey, we're going to meet in the library. So I, so I said, Let me get a small conference room. He was like, this conference room isn't going to be big enough. And they have another conference room. And it was just like, oh, and he brought some really great people, great men of God, great men that even intimidated me to where it wasn't in the thing when I look back on. It wasn't intimidation. It was intimidation because I was fearful of my insecurity, but it was men to show me that you need to be like this. I'm not indicting you. I'm informing you. And a lot of times when God will show us something, we assume it's an indictment rather than he saying, I am no, I'm informing you of who you need to be and how you need to be.
1: Who is Frank Turner? <laughs>
0: Frank Turner is a guy who is insecure, but realizes that God has covered him and people see me as he wants me to be seen. Not the way I think, not the flaws I have, not everything I can't do. They see what God's doing through me. I'm still that guy that still feels like, man, I'm not good enough sometimes. I'm still that kid. Like when I was a kid and I wasn't a great, you know, great athlete, you know, I, I did run track and I was okay. But I wasn't, you know, nothing stand out. And when I was younger, it was even worse from a standpoint. I always get, you know, get picked last. You get, cause, you know, I'm small. I always pick a small guy for the team, right? Like, what's up with that? You get this thing in your head, like, you're used to being not seen, not significant. So even when you grow, you still have that same thing of, well, like, they're going to find something about me that, Makes me not want to pick me or they're going to find a reason why. And and so God's been working with me through that to be like, I have chosen you. It doesn't matter you're because all that, all gifts come from me. And so if I choose you, you're going to be good at something because I'm going to use you and everything I do is good.
1: Insecurities. How do you bring it to him and how do you fight through it?
0: Sometimes I don't bring it to, I mean, that's part of the struggle too, right? Like sometimes you just, you try to to cover up the best you can. You try to put leaves over your nakedness, so to speak. You say, I'm not that good at this. So I don't want to, you end up in a position where it's like, you're not good at something, you try to compensate either by not doing it or doing something else or something different. God, like, no, no, I want you to do that, that which you're not good at. Like, sometimes I don't want to try new things. So I'm like, well, if I'm not good at it, like, I'm, I mean, I'm not the quickest learner at doing stuff. So it's like, I could be awkward trying something. It's so like, I don't want to do that. And it's like, no, you need to do that. Right. Like, got in a kayak first time, fell out of it. Right. Like, it could happen to anyone, but it's just like, it happened to me and it made me feel more secure because it's like, see, there I go again. I don't need to try anything new because I'll mess up and I don't want to do anything that makes me look weak or makes me look, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to do those things because I don't want people to, you know, and that's the other thing too. It's like, people don't whisper about you. Like you think, you know, you imagine that like people don't go home and say, man, he really wasn't good at kayaking. Maybe they laughed and say he fell out, but nobody, you think anybody's thinking about that today? Like anybody who is there today is, is thinking about that. Like, do they care? Maybe if you asked them, they might laugh, but it's just like, you, you're the, you're your own worst critic. And I think that's what I, I have a level with myself, which is like, You've got to stop seeing yourself so, so poorly. You gotta see yourself as a son, heir to the world priesthood. You're not some scrub. You are a starting member of the world priesthood. Like you in the game, like you're there. You're getting minutes, you have a role, you have a game plan for you. There's things you're that's drawn up for you to do. These are your plays. And so for the first time in my life with the men's fellowship, I feel like. I see plays are drawn up for me and I, I know how to execute. That. I know how to do that. I'm like, okay, I know how to do that. And that part is great because as God does that, he's also leading me through some of the insecurities. He's leading you to the path of saying, you can do this. And if you trust me, you'll do even more than you ever thought. And that, and, that, and that's part of the journey that I'm on. Like, is, is is what can God get from me? You know, like, what can he do through me?
1: When you're feeling insecure, how do you process it and overcome it?
0: I think I think now I just look at things more in a more segmented way to say that situation. Yeah, you felt like that, but is that is that something that is is always, or that's just something that today because of other factors? Like now I'm more looking at other factors. Like did I did I get enough sleep last night? Did I? Like, what are all reasons why I'm feeling so bad about this thing? This isn't even a big deal. But yet, yet you're, you have this dread sometimes. And I think that's where in the past I would just let it overcome me and be like, well, I guess this is what it is versus there's so many factors in our bodies, our minds, that if we don't allow the spirit to, you know, intercede, we'll just be off on, on these tangents. What do you call it to do? That's great. What I'm called to do is I want to expose, even in myself, try to get as close to I can as what does God want us to do in the world towards every person, whether it be race relations, LGBTQ relations, finance, anything. I feel like that's a kingdom topic. And I want to have domain over those areas to speak about those things and what they are and how we should be. And that doesn't mean being a preacher. I just need to be able to say it as plain as I can without it being corrupted. And that's what I believe I'm called to do is, is share that in all the forms that I know how to.
1: So what you're called to do, is that the same as your unique gift and talent? Is there a difference?
0: Um, there is a difference. I think, but I think there are, when you have committed to God, that becomes synonymous. So I'm a content creator. Like that's, that's my gift. So my gift is always my gift. The calling is when God is using your gifts and you're using it the way he wants you to use it in your gifts or just your gifts.
1: What was the biggest road in your journey?
0: Committed to being married. Like I'm not like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, this is it. And so that's helped me a lot. And then the other thing is being a father um, and my daughter, November 2015, having her show me so much about myself, showed me like how patient God is, just all the little things that, and just and just her own personality and her, her gifts, the thing that she's good at. So it just changes my perspective of like, if if I love this child that much, how much more can God love me? Like, so having like that, those, those things like just helped my understanding of God and, and doing the things I do and leading the way I lead, like my, having, a, having my family really and having, and being a father has set me on a path even when I wasn't necessarily even trying to, it helped me not be derailed from from what God wanted because and almost because of the people that he entrusts me to, with. Because sometimes like when I think about my life and those moments, like without, if I wasn't married or I didn't have a child, like, I don't know what I would be doing.
1: What is it that inspires you?
0: It may sound cliche or contrary to what i'm saying but the, but the pursuit of being great still inspires me like the pursuit of being recognized as being like in in some ways it could be against what god wants if you had carried the wrong way but if you live for him that desire is is good it's what inspires me that god is still using me and moving me to do stuff and that people are listening and responding to it
1: going back for a second to your daughter how has being a dad impacted you and your desire to grow your legacy?
0: I don't want to say it's it's one of the only reasons I want to leave legacy, but it's certainly at the top of the list. I think when I see her and I look at her, I'm like, man, I, I want to put her in a position to put her in a position where she can use her talents to build on what I've already set in place, showing her the life that I've lived and how to build up your life in the Lord. And so it's really Challenged me to be like, wanted to leave a legacy spiritually, uh, financially, and personally. I'm going to tell you how your dad was. You may look at me one way, but you know I'm going to tell you some things that will keep you out of some trouble. Just h- hoping to be able to have that conversation as well. Not being ashamed or afraid. And looking forward to releasing who i am to her fully and allowing her to see that there's a lot to build from that's all part of what a legacy is sometimes people like, oh it's just everything good everything that just like sometimes it's every it's just everything but it should be discernible what it is here's here's some here's some stuff that happened that's not the so great that you need to know about here's some stuff that's awesome that you want to carry on but we don't want these skeletons you have skeletons that take away from your legacy transparency is part of your legacy too
1: so what does leave a legacy mean to you?
0: From a, a high level view, it's it's the soil that you have left that can be can be planted on, can something grow from that? or is it, is, 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 it, is it so much that can the people come after you plant something in the soil that you left and have something grow 30, 60, 100 times or will it get snatched up before anybody gets it or will it be choked out? Or will it wilt? That's what legacy is to me. It's like, do you have something that somebody can plant in and grow? That would be, it's multi-fold, right? Because you have the spiritual component, which is you got to leave the word, right? You got to leave that because that's going to multiply that. But then you have to have something tangible as well. You got to have the principles to manage that.
1: What do you want to be remembered for?
0: My, my integrity is is one of the things I wanted people to say that when I talked to Frank, he was, he was honest he was trustworthy that I, that i can look back at what he said and what he wrote and that it's not tarnished my consistency uh, my my compassion to help others
1: what is next for frank turner and his and his journey to leave the pile higher
0: I, I i do have a dream of of having a platform that that kind of magnifies some of the things that that i've been studying and looking at and talking about you know you know, I, like I said, I create content, but I love to work with other content creators and build something, you know, and have it. I'm wary of that because, you know, you don't want to get it. Somebody's like, oh, I want to be bigger than this. Like, you don't want it to get tarnished or get, oh, we got sponsors now. Now you can't say what you want to say, but to have an unfiltered platform, collaborate with other kingdom people that reaches uh, people in in, in in this season, in this time where it's, it's, it's critical that we do that. And, and, so, and so I'd love to be a part of that. And I feel like, just getting a chance to do more of the content creation, where you know whether it be written, spoken, interacting with people, and just sharing God's word in, in, in that in that in a way that changes people's lives.
1: Well, brother, we we've only just begun. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to talk about your legacy, how you're leaving a pile higher, and what you're doing to make a difference in the world. And we will talk again soon. That's all the piling for today, but before we go I just want to say thank you for the privilege of your time and remember to like, share and subscribe to the show on all your social media platforms and leave us a comment in the five star rating. And be sure to go to calendly.com forward Office to schedule a time so that we can explore and talk more about growing your legacy. I'm your host Brian Savage until next time. Let's build something larger than ourselves. Let's leave the pile higher.